And so, uh, you know, the, the history of kind of scientific thinking and technical thinking has been to kind of separate things out and analyze things in great detail. And I think um, the, the, uh, the challenge for this emerging generation is to begin to join things up again. Kia ora, I'm Troy, here as CEO, and welcome to Stirring the Pot. Thanks for connecting. If you're new, here's what you can expect. We're going to be talking the tough stuff, the things that keep us metalheads up at night. There are many challenges facing our industry and equally many opinions on how we should tackle them. Stirring the Pot provides a facilitated forum to discuss and challenge these viewpoints. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Today our conversation is with Charles Walker and Shahab Ramhor Mosian from AUT. Shahab is a lecturer in Structural and Earthquake Engineering and Charles is a Professor of Architecture and Future Environments. AUT has two exciting new degrees in a new School of Future Environments opening in 2020. The idea is to bring together all the built environment professions in one place to encourage dialogue, mutual understanding, a collective ethos and collaboration. An idea seen as increasingly important since the Christchurch earthquakes. Charles, tell us a bit more about the new program at AUT and particularly the new degrees happening in 2020. Mm. Well, um, AUT's at a very exciting uh, stage in its development now. We've just set up a, a brand new School of Future Environments, which recognises that th the world is changing, you know, and we want to look at um, the notion of uh, what constitutes our environment very holistically. So we're going to be really interested in looking at kind of built, obviously built environments, natural environments, but also increasingly artificial virtual environments. And we're very interested in the um, the wider kind of uh, cultural, social, economic, and kind of sustainable environments that um, structure how we begin to design and develop built environments. So we've, um, about five, six years ago, we uh, set up a whole range of new engineering programs uh, with majors in architectural engineering, construction engineering, um, engineering technology generally, uh, and some programs in construction management and project management. So um, re and recently, actually this year, starting in uh, a few days, um, we're opening a new program in architecture and future environments. And the, that program is designed to be a little bit different from traditional architecture programs in New Zealand. Uh, it's much more ecologically focused, uh, much more about sustainability and um, using in, uh, holistic indigenous knowledge in, in how we understand the environment. But also, um, we part of the reason for setting up this School of Future Environments is to connect architecture and design much more closely to um, engineering and construction, because it's something that... Um, everyone tells us is a good idea, particularly since Christchurch. You know, people have been talking about how architects and designers and engineers should work more closely together. And so we've tried to uh, create uh, a new platform uh, to do that. One of the things that AUT seems to have really focused its effort on is really positioning students to be able to take advantage of multidisciplinarity and looking also at combining the creative and the design aspects with the engineering aspects and, and that's reflected in the design of the faculty. Yes. What do you think are the benefits that are happening through that collaboration and through that multidisciplinarity? Mm. I think they're enormous. I mean, I guess the first thing we also have to say is that 
whilst we're doing lots of multidisciplinary work, we actually um, we've actually got very good disciplinary work. So you know. Um, we, we do have real depth in each of the disciplines, uh, which allows us to work across much more easily. And so the intention really is to, as you say, bring together kind of creative thinking, scientific and technological thinking and professional kind of expertise. So um, one, one of the things that we've observed um, in, in the, in the uh, say, engineering construction industries is that um, designers and technologists and construction people are, uh, they sometimes struggle to speak the same language and understand where each other's coming from. And I think a large part of that is because their education has been so different. You know, uh, the education of an architect is very different from the education of an engineer. Um, and so when they come out of uni, they, they don't have a, a kind of shared platform for conversation well, so they have to relearn lots of things uh, and so we think by kind of um, putting students alongside each other and we're going to look at um, projects and, and research programs that encourage them to work together in, in, in new ways we think that that will actually have a, a knock-on effect in the um, in the development of the kind of future professions in New Zealand. And Shahab, in terms of Steele's role in that multidisciplinarity and, and basically bridging that nexus between design and fabrication maybe um, and constructability, what plans do you have in place at AUT to bring steel into that dis discussion and conversation? Yeah, actually, <clears throat> first all of our students, they study basics of structural engineering, structural analysis, and in terms of design, we teach them design of uh, structures using different materials, one of which is steel. So they, they pass a course which is fully focused on steel structures. And uh, we take the students to the site visits and to fabrication uh, companies so that they, they, they get familiar with that. And also we have collaboration with industry. So we invite uh, guest lecturers or engineers, practical engineers from industry to present real life projects dealing with steel structures and we ask students uh, to work on those projects. We allocate parts of Mark to make them uh, uh, spend time on that and learn. And uh, yeah, we have collaboration with steel industry in terms of research and teaching. And uh, yeah, this provides students with uh, good knowledge, practical knowledge in dealing with steel design. And do you have a focus on light gauge or heavy structural steel or both? That is a very good question. So far, we've been focused on hot rolled steel. But uh, I had a meeting last week uh, with an experienced uh, light gauge steel designer. And thanks to Charles, because uh, he asked me to do this. And from this year, the plan is to include light gauge steel uh, into the program because one point is light gauge steel is not that much common. And I think one of the reasons is uh, because students are not given the knowledge of light gauge steel design. So they don't feel when they are graduate, uh, they don't feel comfortable or confident in using that. So from this year, we are going to include light gauge steel and uh, I'm planning for one day workshop to have experienced engineers focused on light gauge steel to present projects 
uh, dealing with large gauge steel and uh, that is going to be part of the steel structures since 2020. And Charles, what what will a degree um, in architectural engineering look like that would be different to say the graduate experience doing a Bachelor of Engineering or a Bachelor of Architecture? It's a really good question. I think um, obviously architectural engineering is not something that's particularly well known in New Zealand at the moment. It's quite common in, in um, the United States and in Europe. And I think it kind of uh, really addresses the need for a much more kind of an integrated way of approaching um, the built environment and you know, linking design and construction, but also creating opportunities for um, what have been quite distinct and separate professions to work more closely together. So the, the, the foundation of the architectural engineering program really is uh, to look at how uh, we can uh, successfully and sustainably integrate building structures, materials, building services, you know, circulation systems like lifts, uh, uh, and the environmental performance of the building with the, I suppose, the architectural concept. And so uh, it's quite a demanding program in many ways. Um, and as we develop the pro this program and the new architecture program, we're, we're looking at new ways of kind of uh, bringing these disciplines even more closely together. So I think Shahad mentioned, you know, the, the, the connection to industry is very important to us. We're, we're, AUT is really keen to develop all sorts of connections to industry and communities. And so um, the, the Light Gauge Steel is just an example of where a, 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 an industry partner reached out to us and said, hey, what you, would you like to think about this? And we gladly uh, took him up on it. You know, and I think... Um, uh, the other thing we're doing with the new school is trying to identify new areas of research across these different disciplines. So they might be looking at kind of design, um, construction, materials, but also um, in the new school, there's a department of um, creative technologies, which brings looks at new and emerging technologies like AR and VR um, things like that uh, and how do we bring these together and so one of the areas we're looking at uh, well a number of areas you know smart cities and things but one other area that i think is very interesting is looking at um, new materials uh, future materials um, and how uh, because new materials have been developed all the time and so so steel is key to that because steel is a is core to the modern construction industry and there are lots of developments happening around i mean obviously prefabrication um but obviously also um there are a lot of um interesting things happening in the the manufacturing of steel and the automation of various processes and that has knock-on effects for supply chain and supply chain management which we're also trying to develop and then you know um modularity, uh, uh, automated assemblies and things like that. So there's, there's lots happening in that, in that field and we want to really be part of that. Mm -hmm. And what would you say are some of the trends that are happening in terms of technology or materials or um, construction techniques that really our members would need to be aware of and conscious that the market's probably going to change? Actually... Um, Dealing with steel structures, uh, I think the, the very near future is going towards uh, no-damage construction, no-damage design and uh, construct of uh, steel structures. Because uh, in the last 20 years, the trend was uh, going towards low-damage construction. We've had very successful seismic resistance systems, which is a concern in New Zealand. 
and uh, but now what we are focused on and in some cases we have achieved is to pushing those low damage systems towards no damage and one example is uh, a support that I got from Hera I would like to thank here and we are going to publish uh, a practical design guideline for an improved system which used to be low damage and it was born here at Hera 20 years ago it's been widely used and now we have achieved uh, um, with a bit of more complexity and cost we could shift the, shift the, the system from a low damage to no damage so that is I think the future of uh, uh, multi-story structural steel buildings and uh, I think there are other systems around and this is the main focus. So from life satisfying just life safety, we uh, transfer systems to low damage and now we are working on improving them and having nearly no damage systems. Mm -hmm. In terms of sustainability, definitely when we're speaking with high school students, all of the questions they're asking our industry are really focused on sustainability aspects. What are you seeing um, amongst the university students as to their interest and um, focus on sustainability? Yes, I think you're right. I think that um, the people coming into university are very interested in uh, a whole kind of ecological approach to whatever career they're entering. You know, and, and they're, they're obviously aware that the construction industry generates a lot of... Um, the kind of problems <laughs> that we that we have, and so um, we're really keen to focus our research on uh, around issues of sustainability, resilience, um, and that's I mentioned earlier how the the architecture program is beginning to look um, more holistically at I suppose very very broadly the relationship between people and the environment, and the relationship between kind of people and people and people and objects, um, and bringing a kind of ecological. Um, way of thinking to that so uh, the, the program is uh, not so much about the kind of great man heroic building kind of approach to architecture but much more about um, the, the the overall impact of um, buildings but also um, the processes of building like what happens before the building starts and what happens after the building is constructed so uh, the pre-design and the post-occupancy evaluations become really important, you know, and we are looking very closely at, um, in the architectural engineering program and construction, you look very closely at um, environmental performance of buildings, for example, and that's becoming more sophisticated. And, you know, um, we, we look at um, the, the source extraction and the sourcing of materials and how the supply chains are managed. So there's a lots, lots of things like that. Um, but there's also um, interesting happenings where sustainability is now becoming more and more a key um, assessment and evaluation criteria uh, in the design and, and, and construction of buildings. So uh, lots of things that we could have done 20 years ago would, would just not be acceptable now, you know. Um, so it's something that we're really building on. But we also, I think, um, we, we also uh, are aware that we have a responsibility to um, our students who are coming into these industries and with concerns about kind of ecological emergency, not to not to just be kind of gloom and doom, but we you know we we actually um, we have a responsibility to young people to kind of uh, be optimistic and, and and give them the the critical thinking skills and the technical skills 
so that they can actually do something positive. So um, and I think people coming into, I think, design and construction industry tend to be quite optimistic people. You know, they want to they want to change the world. They want to make it better. They want to make it nicer. And so um, we're just that's that's key for us in our, in our approach. You mentioned earlier um, reference to indigenous principles in terms of the new um, approach. What, how are you going to actually engage to get that to Ma- to our Maori input? Yeah, that, so that's, few that's Maori in engineering. Indeed, yeah, that's been key to it. We um, in in the development of the architecture and future environments program for example we uh, we co-developed that program with Na'aho which is a, um, a collective of Maori uh, d- uh, across New Zealand collective of Maori designers not just in architecture but in other design and design related industries um, and Na'aho had developed have developed the, what we they, they call the Tearanga design principles which have since been adopted by Auckland Council and used uh, in, in evaluation and assessment and approval of urban design projects. And th- I mean, the basic idea behind the Tearanga principles is is to look much more holistically at the relationship between kind of people and the environment and um, look at um, you know do no harm, I suppose, very very broadly. And so those principles have been incorporated in the in the way that we. Um, in the content of the program, in the way that we deliver it, and the way we assess it, so it's become something that runs all the way through the program. Um, uh, the, in fact, the new the new school of future environments, the the Tereo name, uh, which we were gifted at the end of last year, is uh, Huri Te Ao, which translates uh, more or less as um, changing the world, and so it, it, it's a play on the AUT. Uh, tagline which is the university for the changing world and so we our, our school is not just accepting that the world is changing around us we are actually going to be active in changing it so it's a much more active kind of aspiration and it's it's a beautiful kind of concept that arose from a a career around um the 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 aspirations for the school um, and that will be something that we will begin to um, develop in more detail uh, with the engineering and creative technologies program and try and um, what we what we'll do this year uh, really in this first year of the, the program is is to develop a, a, a common ethos if you like or a, a kopapa that, that um, kind of really informs and drives how we how we move forward so yeah, fantastic um, in terms of the, I guess, the impetus for all of this happening um, and the, the link to the Christchurch earthquakes, what is happening specifically in seismic foci? Um, actually, definitely we look at the experience that we got from Christchurch earthquakes and Kaikoura earthquakes and we learn lesson from them and a significant part of the research that we define and lead are dealing with uh, the issues or what we learned from these uh, earthquakes. In terms of steel structures, we have to admit that they performed generally well, as expected, which is good, and uh, that confirms that what has been developed over many years regarding steel structures uh, has been well established and reliable, but there is still a room to do the research. And uh, part of the research that we are doing is to address some minor issues that we had 
in the earthquake and to improve to idealize the the system so yeah actually the the research that we define mainly is based on what we get the feedback that we get from industry and from uh, the issues that we got in the earthquakes so that is i would say 80 percent of the focus of the research and 20 percent is to work on some ideal aspects to see uh, if we can idealistically we can uh, improve things and uh, yeah so most of the research is mainly coming from the experience from the earthquakes mm-hmm. what other research programs are being planned um, around the new program in construction engineering um, we have planned and we, we have research underway on concrete reinforced concrete structures steel structures timber structures and because New Zealand is earthquake prone country, most of them are dealing with seismic resisting systems. Also, we have a number of research programs focused on structural health monitoring. So that is uh, to see if we have the, the building, we have designed, we constructed the building. What is the actual behavior? Is this based on what we thought, what we designed on the paper. So we have experts in structural health monitoring um, to do the model updating, to see how different is our assumptions with real world. And I did a research a couple of years ago that uh, the the result was surprising. Even in the uh, beginning when we got the first round of the result, I was thinking that maybe something is wrong, but actually it was right. And that showed huge difference between what we assume on the paper and engineers in practice they assume and what we get in reality so we are working on updating that to making these two the the assumption and reality closer and uh, in terms of experimental research i would like to emphasize on the facilities that we have we have one of the best uh, facilities for doing structural earthquake engineering experimental research in australasia um, very well equipped test hall, being able to simulate any kind of dynamic loads. We have most advanced actuators, we have the largest shake table in New Zealand, and the most advanced data acquisition system to guarantee the reliability of the research and steel, timber, concrete workshops. To do the research, partially we use that for teaching and also for doing experiments requested by the industry. So we do commercial jobs. We have collaboration with industry if they need to do any experiment or they import any material they want to test that, we can do that at AUT as well. Mm-hmm. Another AUT has just launched a new initiative um, that we're calling Health Futures, uh, which is a cross-university initiative, obviously um, focused on health and environmental sciences. But for our school, I guess our proposition is that increasingly health is an environmental issue, you know, as, as health um, funding and, and knowledge in New Zealand moves away from the idea of individuals being sick uh, towards m- much more kind of environmental factors. So our, our school uh, has um, a range of uh, disciplines and, and uh, skills that begin to address the idea of how do we design and construct healthy 
built environments, which are kind of key to this. And so we have some people who are very interested in the kind of social and cultural transformation, looking at kind of social innovation. Um, and we've got people who are looking at kind of design and policy and regulation. And then we've got people looking at the construction and materiality. How do you actually implement some of these ideas? And so um, one of the things we're doing this year is to try to develop um, a really um, innovative and quite comprehensive approach to addressing uh, quite deep-rooted health issues um, in the built environment. And so that's something that allows us to work together with all sorts of industry partners and communities, you know, and materials suppliers and everyone can be involved. What are some of the ways that um, the future of built environment looks different in terms of how it is contributing in a positive way versus how it's seen to be contributing with some ne negative aspects in terms of environmental outcomes and health outcomes? Mm. I, th I think um, the biggest change we see is just, it's just a general awareness and, and, uh, and it's it's gone beyond an aspiration to make a more sustainable environment. It's now become almost a requirement. I mean, that's the starting point for, for most people in the AEC industry. And so uh, we're seeing a lot of work around materials research, um, a lot of work around uh, more um, uh, optimal environmental performance, uh, and a lot of work using um, data you know, all data from all sorts of sources to to make um, better decisions. And so we're uh, really interested in kind of obviously AI, but um, data analytics and then um, different modes of data visualization in order to communicate and, and, and tell the story of the built environment uh, in, in, in more um, compelling ways to, to more diverse audiences. Um, and I think also we, you know, there's there's a, a real recognition um, that uh, we we're really looking at more New Zealand specific approaches to the built environment. Again, um, one of the things about the school is that we, uh, whilst we're aware of what's happening globally and we we're informed by kind of global issues and trends, we're trying to. Um, educate our students and make them aware of what they can do here in in this environment and in their communities using the materials that are appropriate to our region so um i think that will uh, we don't know how that's going to play out yet because you know you, I mean, the thing about um design-based programs is you never quite know what the results are going to be but i'm pretty confident that in a few years time we'll begin to notice quite significant differences in uh, how people begin to understand their their environment in terms of uh, graduate attributes what is a graduate from the new programs going to look like that's different to a typical graduate um i think i <laughs> What we'd like and what we aim to create are graduates who have um, a much more kind of uh, a much broader but more integrated understanding of the relationships between different disciplines, um, different communities, who are able to kind of um, connect up different ideas and different ways of thinking, different ways of working in new ways. And so um, I think one of the the great challenges of the kind of multidisciplinary approach is um, how do you bring your own specialized knowledge to the table and how do you communicate that effectively with others? And I think that that's something that our students will be quite, will be very good at, I think. Yeah. And 
dealing with this question also because it's a question that I get from people in industry uh, occasionally that they want to know what are the abilities that our graduates have and what type of knowledge they are given. And because I'm focused on structural engineering, um, usually the questions are coming from people dealing with structural engineering. For the degrees of construction engineering and architectural engineering, our graduates um, have the knowledge of structural design. They can easily be um, hired as a structural engineer because they know how to do the structural analysis, loading, and design using different materials, all based on New Zealand standards. They understand seismic loads, structural dynamics. At the same time, they've been given the knowledge of construction management. That is a focus of the, the degrees that we have in different fields. So they can be uh, helpful in a wide range of uh, subjects, I would say. The difference that I see between civil engineering and construction engineering or architectural engineering students that we have is, although we don't have any focus on hydraulic engineering, for example, or road design or pavement design, but that is at the cost of being more focused on construction management, structures, and the um, Yes, so the, the, the students can be helpful in a wide range of uh, subjects. And, and we have seen this. I mean, since last year, the, the graduates are working in different companies in wide range of uh, uh, majors, and they've been very successful, and the industry are happy with the graduates. Extrapolating that out, so with the future professionals having a much more holistic view of the sector and their role to play in it, what impact do you think that's actually going to have for building and construction in Aotearoa? Hmm. Well, I, I think um, this broad view, I think, is essential. I mean, I think that many of the, the, the issues that we're experiencing in environment through, you know, environmental degradation, sustainability, uh, uh, waste um, have, have really kind of occurred because people haven't made the connections between the different areas of working. Um, and so, uh, you know, the, the history of kind of scientific thinking and technical thinking has been to kind of separate things out and analyse things in great detail. And I think um, the, the, uh, the challenge for this emerging generation is to begin to join things up again. You know, so the, the, this, this idea of kind of joined up thinking, um, bringing deep knowledge, but also kind of understanding and respecting the contribution of others who may come from quite diverse backgrounds and quite diverse fields, uh, is, I think is really important. So I think the 21st century is, is, a, is a century of kind of reconnection, I think. I think one key point is uh, having architects and engineers together, even from my point of view as a lecturer and someone who has been focusing mathematics, physics, structure, earthquake, these stuff, um, having colleagues with focus on architecture is very interesting. It, I think it's very helpful to get that mutual understanding to learn our language because these are different. Usually in all universities around the world, I remember when I was doing my bachelor's, that was the case. Usually architects are even in different divisions at university, 
engineers or somewhere else. In practice also, usually there are conflicts between them. But uh, practicing that from university, having students who are studying and learning both of them and working together and also from academics point of view, working together, I think this is uh, a, a necessity that AUT is now addressing and I've not seen this anywhere else. I think it's very rare, unique and way to go in the future. It's great to see how education is evolving to teach future engineers how to create built environments more sustainably. As Bruce Lee once said, learning is a constant process of discovery and a process without end. Hi, I'm Brian Lowe, Hero Membership Services and Sport Manager. As you've heard from our podcast today, it's all about the future. And at the Hero Future Forum Breakfast Panel Discussion Friday, we'll be letting our members have a sneak peek into what the future generation of engineers and technicians, your future employees, are thinking about you, your workplace and culture. Come and hear from young professionals starting out on their career, as well as engineering students from AUT, UOA and Massey Universities. It's hosted by the amazing Alia Bojilova, whom you've heard from in earlier podcasts on this channel. It's still not too late to register for a Future Focus 2020 Vision Conference Friday the 21st of February. We also have five powerful thought leaders talking about digital-powered steel fabrication, future technology you can use now, HR innovation, and much more. Details are in our show notes in the events section of our website, hira.org.nz. That's www.hira.org.nz. 